the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Love. Courage. Truth. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Jeffy's here as well. Glenn's on vacation this week. 888-727-BECK. John Ziegler from freespeechbroadcasting.com wrote a great article uh, about Trump and conservatives. Um, He started out by saying, it's no secret that despite numerous scandals, two big selling bombshell books about him in the ongoing Russian investigation, President Trump's poll numbers have recovered this year and are now in the realm of respectability. There's many explanations for this phenomenon, but many people who call themselves conservatives have settled on the one which makes them feel the best. Trump has exceeded our incredibly low expectations and now (laughs) deserves credit for a lot of really good accomplishments. Uh, He writes, I have recently seen this now popular position be suddenly postulated by major commentators for whom I have great respect. As well as via people of questionable character and intellect on Twitter and Facebook, whose names I don't even know to be real. Uh, John Ziegler from freespeechbroadcasting.com joins us on the Glenn Beck program with Pat Gray. Hey, John, welcome. Hey, Pat, that's some funny stuff there. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I enjoyed the article. It's, uh, it's, it's well written and I think really true. Um, and I just I couldn't help but wonder. If one of those major commentators for whom you have great respect is uh, Glenn Beck, who was wearing a Make America Great Again cap last week. Well, that's a great question. Uh, And uh, as you know, um, I do link uh, to that phrase or from that phrase to an article about Glenn uh, wearing the the Make America Great Again hat. By the way, Mm -hmm. for the record, I am not wearing a Make Make America Great Again hat right now. Uh, Neither Uh, am I. Neither am I, nor will I ever. Um, Nor will I ever. Right and, and look, um, <clears throat> to be clear, you, you guys you guys know me pretty well at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten to know Glenn pretty well over the years, and I have had a, a very uh, fairly dramatic evolution about my my view of Glenn, having gotten to know him, and mm-hmm. he and I exchanged. Um, some some pretty pointed emails after that 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 uh, episode on Friday, and I think that I understand where Glenn is coming from a lot better than I did at first. I at first I was shocked, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then I think I I understood it a little bit better. I think Glenn deserves. Uh, from my perspective, um, some benefit of the doubt because of the the courage that he has shown during this entire uh, Trump, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a fiasco from the standpoint of conservatism. Um, and so I'm, I'm I am willing to to hear Glenn out on this. He mm-hmm. is not the reason I wrote the column. Uh, he was I was going to write that column before Glenn did that because this is something that I think is a far greater <clears throat> phenomenon than just Glenn. Oh yeah. And I and I and I think that Glenn. Um, I think Glenn has a lot of factors into his thinking that that most people, maybe even you guys, <laughs> couldn't possibly comprehend uh, as far as the, the complexity of it. Uh, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking more generally about the people who are believing this simply because it makes them feel good about themselves. I don't put yeah. Glenn in that in that category. No. Uh, right. And and I think that Glenn, while I disagree. 
with the substance of what substantiated his position, I believe that he he thinks that this is a substantive position, and that's fine. That, that that's what mm-hmm. you know. That's what discussions about. That's what disagreement is about. And he and I have shared some of those disagreements to, uh, at each other on Twitter, and I guess as I said on email. So so this is not about Glenn. Although I certainly understand why people are we're going to interpret that it that way. I I considered that as I wrote the column. Oh boy. People are going to think I'm th- talking about Glenn Beck here, and I'm I'm not really. Although again, uh, I'm a very honest guy, and I I am referencing uh, at least uh, vaguely what happened on Friday, which was really very dramatic, as you guys know, and, and got a lot of people's attention. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's I think this is one of the reasons he did it um, was was to shake things up a little bit. Um, it's interesting though because uh, you know the Trump presidency which I was not excited about, has probably been better than I anticipated. We, we, you, but you would not say so. See, that's interesting that you say that, Pat. And, mm-hmm. and expectat- I'm a big believer that expectations are everything in life. Yeah. And, and they really are. And Trump has benefited more than anyone I can think of from the phenomenon of low, low expectations. expectations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I mean, when I watch uh, most of the conservative media coverage of Donald Trump, I, I know you guys are sports fans. I'm also a golf fan. It reminds me a lot of watching the Golf Channel cover Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, these days when when Tiger finishes an entire 18 hole around without pooping himself uh, the the, uh, the golf channel is exceedingly day. exciting and oh my gosh he's back he's only 14 <laughs> shots down going into the final round and he's just amazing and yeah. uh, of course the, the biggest difference though is donald trump never won 14 major champions that's correct right uh, it, it, tiger woods at least deserves uh you know some of that uh, that hype and benefit of the doubt um uh, despite his other personal problems, there's a lot that Trump and 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 Tiger have in common, by the way. But uh, 14 majors is not one of them, and and so I think that the low expectations is really extraordinary. And I think it goes mm-hmm. back to okay, so to what do we compare Trump to? Okay, see, I think that one of the things he benefits from in, in, in conjunction with the low expectations is that for conservatives, they think Hillary Clinton was going to end the world. Right. So, yes. so so anything yeah. that doesn't end the world is better. We're ahead of we're ahead of the game. Yeah. And and see, I've well, never I've just never accepted that premise because Hillary Clinton, as awful as she was and terrible as candidate she was and uh, as morally decrepit as she is, uh, all those things I, I acknowledge um, she was going to be working with the Republican Congress and and she was going to want to get reelected. And so I just have never I've never bought into this notion that she was something that we could not have survived. And so and I and I also and I think way, we like, learned that, John, we, yeah, uh, we did. under Obama. Yeah, we did. Right. Which in 2009, we were doubting that we were going to survive yeah. eight years of Obama. And we did. Right. But we a, did. And by the way, with a Democratic Congress for a large portion. of Right. That. So um, and so <laughs> I, I get that's a very good point. And I. Um, and so, I know, by the way, the other thing I compare this to is, and maybe you know, I'm not known as a delusional optimist, but uh, I, I am still upset that the president is not either Marco Rubio or Scott Walker, um, mm-hmm. because I think both of those guys would have beaten Hillary easily. Uh, Donald Trump ended up winning with a pen, effectively Scott Walker's map. That was Scott Walker's map. Uh, and if the if if Matt Drudge and the and and the portions of the conservative media that just weren't thrilled with Scott Walker because he was boring, uh, hadn't abandoned him. If people remember correctly, he was the front runner before Trump got in. 
if if that had if Trump had never gotten in, I believe Scott Walker would have been the nominee. Maybe even Marco Rubio would have been his VP, and we would have two young, uh, real conservatives in the White House with a Republican Congress, and the accomplishments that would would be achieved would would dwarf mm. whatever it is that we're trying to pretend uh, that Donald Trump has done here. Uh, because I, what I have seen, yeah, well, yeah, we have we have not the world has not been destroyed under Donald Trump, um, uh, but it's early. <laughs> he's he's two and a half years in. And and to me, the accomplishments have been overstated and the dangers have been by some conservatives. I'm not saying Glenn, but but many of his most ardent fans are underestimating the the dangers. And let's use the Hillary example. I mean, my God, you guys know this better than anybody. If if Hillary Clinton had been credibly accused of one tenth of some of the things that Donald Trump has been accused of, both in the realm of the Russian investigation and related areas, they most of the conservative media would be on. 24-7, hair on fire alert. Uh, and the hypocrisy has been astounding. And some, and some of the people uh, I really used to respect in the conservative media have really embarrassed themselves. Although, oh, yeah, during, I, this I entire, uh, during this entire mm-hmm. presidency, and I, and I do agree with that, they have never, and by they, the, the Democrats or the left or the liberal media, whatever you want to call them, have been relentless in hammering Donald Trump for everything he does and so at some point we all said man give the guy let the guy give the guy a chance oh i'm all for jeffy i'm all for giving him a chance and i've given him a chance and i you know i i can't stand it when people use the uh, trump derangement syndrome uh you know description because right. i don't believe i have trump derangement syndrome i've complimented him when he deserves it and i agree <laughs> that the and look i've said many many times that the news media, in a large part, is getting what it deserves for having had eight years of having the pom-poms out for Barack Obama. Yep. When you have the pom-poms out for Barack Obama for, for actually more than eight years, because they got him elected. That's why I made the movie Media Malpractice, how Obama got elected. So for, for basically nine or ten years, you have the pom-poms out uh, with, with no objectivity whatsoever. Now, all of a sudden, you're yeah. going to pretend that you're, you're the fourth estate and your job is to hold people accountable? Yeah. Sorry, you don't yeah. get to do that. Nobody you, you, lo- you lost your moral authority and that's by the way by why it's not working that's part of the why part of why trump is not just surviving but in many ways he's prospering because the yeah. media has completely lost its power to influence these events for at least 40 percent of the population and yeah. that's dangerous but it's understandable given what they did with obama there's also kind of a phenomenon where the media is so over the top that it just kind of brings out a defensive mechanism. Sure does. Uh, in in people who have rooted for Republicans, generally speaking. Well, and, I'm going to differ with you guys a little bit on that. I mean, I, I get that a lot of this is over the. It seems over the top. Uh, see, I don't give Trump any credit for having an R next to his name because I never believed he's a Republican. So <laughs> yeah, so, well, uh, so there is that. So therefore, I don't have that defense mechanism uh, inherently in me with Donald Trump. Um, but also, um, I do think there's a little bit benefit. Trump also benefits from what I call the big lie theory, uh, that some of uh, his scandals and his, his lies are so large that we are hesitant. Even I am hesitant. Like, for instance, the Russia thing. I've never said he's guilty of Russian collusion, mm-hmm. but the whole concept is so enormous it's tough to wrap your brain around and actually believe it, even if you don't like the guy. It's tough to and believe so, it either way. When yeah. you start right. going inside, either way, I mean, it's either Trump or Obama and who knew and when they knew and what they're doing. I mean, it's it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around and it's a difficult thing to care about. 
Well, I don't know about the class part. I mean, I, I get that a lot of people are, have stopped caring because it's supposedly gone on so long and it's complicated, and we don't like that. We're, we're a bit short attention. <laughs> That's for sure. And, and, That's and, for sure. And, you know, we like things that are simple. But I, I yep. frankly, frankly, I am appalled by a lot of what we've already learned in the Russian investigation, and, and even oh, we no. seem to learn almost on a daily basis. And I have to say that, that, that Trump's reaction to it Trump's reaction to it is probably the strongest evidence that there is something seriously, seriously wrong here. I don't know what it is exactly. I have some theories, but mm-hmm. his reaction is completely inconsistent with that of an uh, of an innocent man. If you if you think you're going to be exonerated, and which by the way, Robert Mueller is a respected Republican. Let's remember that before this became political. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. so if you think you're if you're innocent, you're the president of for the freaking United States. You you you're party is in control of both houses of congress you have Mm -hmm. a state-run fox news channel which is the highest rated cable news network that will do your bidding on everything you have a conservative media industrial complex you cannot get railroaded for being an innocent person when you're the president of the united states under these circumstances Mm -hmm. and yet here you have the perfect situation to be exonerated and you're calling it a witch hunt on a daily basis why why there's no explanation well, for that, guys. That's Donald Trump. Yeah. So you're saying, well, John, I, sh- I should hold off sending you the mega hat that uh, Glenn yeah, wore well, on Friday? Because it's uh, right here. We can put it in the mail. I mean, it's right in front of me. I was going to get it in the mail to you today. Well, would you guys uh, sign it? If you guys sign it, and, 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 and maybe, uh, maybe I might find some value in that. <laughs> Let me ask you this uh, off topic. Uh, Please. Uh, what about the uh, Penn State movie on Netflix? Yeah, Have you Paterno? seen that yet? The Paterno movie? Yeah, um, I mean, I can't <laughs> tell me. Is it good? Well, I know. Well, no, I know your answer. It, well, it's a fantasy. It's a, yes, it's, it's, it's literally a fantasy based upon a, a media created myth. I've written quite a bit about it, I, yeah, I know. Um, which you can you can find at uh, framingpaterno.com. You guys know better than mm-hmm. almost anybody else in the news, news media how everything people have been told about that entire Penn State, Jerry Sandusky, Joe Paterno story. Totally wrong. I know you've turned totally, it upside down. Totally, totally wrong. wrong. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong. I've investigated for six years. I'm the only person that's come to a conclusion against my own self-interest. I know more about the story than anybody in the world. I'll debate anyone, anytime, anyplace. I'm, I will bet anything that I am right about it, and it's not even close. That's what's so, that's what's so scary about it. I have no connection to Penn State. I don't even like the people I'm defending. Uh, I mean, in fact, I hate many of them. Uh, there's never been a story of more abject media malpractice uh, that makes what happened with Obama look like child's play. Uh, more cowardice uh, and and frankly it's scary because if it can happen in a situation like this to really good people then it can happen anywhere so and w- yeah Go so, ahead. no i was just wondering so since its uh, release have you gotten any strong feedback like uh, you're right or this was trash and now you're wrong what's been the well, feedback well um people are pretty dug in on this i mean the people yeah. that you know, are my supporters Mine's have been that- made up well, yeah, and that, and and without any real information, the movie. Here's what's interesting to me about the movie: the movie actually um, kind of gets it um, right, only in the opposite direction. Uh, to, 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 in a very short, very short. Here's my analysis of the movie: the movie basically pretends that Joe Paterno, because he was so old, forgot that Jerry Sandusky was a pedophile. That's a fairly good analysis in one sentence wow, of what the wow. basis of the movie is. Here's what really happened. Joe Paterno forgot 
that he hadn't been told that Joe, that Jerry Sandusky uh, had been abusing a boy and got manipulated by prosecutors and by his own son and by his own assistant coach because 10 years later, all the incentives changed. That's actually what happened. And so it's funny to me that HBO was kind of like in the right ballpark. They just got in the absolutely 100% opposite direction of what really happened here. Amazing. Amazing situation. It really sure is. is. Uh, John Ziegler, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Also, with uh, insightful articles on a regular basis on uh, Mediate.com. That's, that's correct. Uh, and uh, where else are you? Because you're, you're all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Zygmunt Freud is Zygmunt my Twitter Freud. handle. Right. That's one of the worst okay. Twitter handles of all time, but I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tw- pretty good uh, Twitter follow, so uh, we have a lot of fun on Twitter, so follow, follow me there. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take See care. 888 beck It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck Mercury. It's uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, interesting article from movie critic Rex Reed titled "What Happened to Jim Carrey?" Right? Wow, that's what I've been wondering for a while. A lot of people have. First of all, he turned super political. He kind of went the way of David Letterman. David Letterman yeah, used to be funny. Did. David Letterman used to be fun. Then David Letterman became a crotchety old progressive who hated everybody on the right. And I think that happened to Jim Carrey too. And it's the downfall of these people. And that's fine if they, if they care more about their politics than they do their career, but nobody uh, pays attention to Jim Carrey anymore. Do they? No, because every once in a while he shows up and says something kind of good. And well, he, you think, and you think, Oh, okay. Maybe we'll give him a shot. He showed up at that longer, that prison or whatever, right? Yeah, it was. It wasn't that long ago. Former gang members or something. Yeah, it was. uh, It was a club that invited former gang members in, and he showed up talking about Jesus and redemption, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, But then he started babbling about gun control and all that. Ah, shut up! Just do a funny movie again. (laughs) That'd be nice. Instead. He's done some really bizarre, Polish, uh, ugly, icky, dark, dank drama movie is his latest. It's called Dark Crimes. That might be good. And Rex Rex Reed says... I like that stuff. Do you? I like the dark stuff. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, Rex Reed says it's so lurid, irrelevant, and unwatchable, it makes you wonder if he ever read the script. And he probably didn't, right? He needs the money. He needs the work. He wants to try to get out there. Probably, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so many places making movies now. He's hoping to make something dark and then sell it to Netflix and make a series. This is a guy who had a string of, what, six or seven hundred million dollar plus movies. He made a fortune. One massive hit after another. Made a fortune. Now he's done many flops in a row. And this, this movie is so bad, it went straight to video. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. Ooh. Oopsie daisies. I mean, if you can't even get it to a Hulu or a Netflix. Right? Ooh. Yeah, not good. No. 
Come back to us, Jim. Uh, Come back to us. Be funny again. Glenn Beck Mercury. with Pat Gray and Jeffy. Uh, Glenn is on vacation this week. Uh, at noon Eastern, immediately following uh, this show. What happens? Join me on my show. Uh, Pat what? Gray Unleashed. BlazeRadio.com. Also the iHeartRadio app and uh, just about everywhere else as well. Yeah, you can see it on, you know, you watch it on podcasts later at your leisure. Uh, or join us live. But why would you do that? But why? You know, I why? Mean, if you watch it at, at your leisure again, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. maybe that's fine. Yeah, just to get your fill. You probably yeah. want to go back and yeah. get the subtle you nuances. Catch it live. All the subtle nuances <laughs> of the show. So that's uh, 12 o'clock. There's so many. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I know. Oh, man. Uh, this is an interesting story. A circuit court judge just issued his restitution opinion for a teenager who pleaded guilty to starting the Eagle Creek fire uh, last summer. I love it. This I've, burned how many acres? 48,000, 48, right? acres it burned. 48,000 yes. acres. Oof. The team uh, was in court on Thursday where 11 different claims were submitted from different agencies and companies. Yeah. And he has been charged with restitution of $36 million. Think about it. And the, that's not all. The kid's 15 years old. So he's got plenty of time. That's not all. He gets five years probation and 1,920 hours of community service with the U.S. Forest Service. Wow. Amazing. His attorney uh, wow. called it abs- the opinion absurd. Uh, you can kind of, I can see where that would, uh, where he would feel that way. I know 36 could- million. I mean, this kid can never pay 36 million. Most people don't make 36 million in a lifetime. Look, the judge said the restitution is clearly proportionate with the offense. It doesn't break any of the constitutional laws. And it said, he also said, and I thought this was nice of the judge. He said, look, mm-hmm. if the team cannot pay the millions in full, he can establish a pay schedule through the Hood River Juvenile Department. Pay schedule. <laughs> Okay. You know, look, if you right, can't pay, pay the- 56000 a month for the rest of my life. You can't pay the $36 million in full, kid. Wow. It'll work out a payment. Right, that's what you got to do, right? I don't know that you could actually claim bankruptcy and then make it all go away. I wonder. I wonder. Because that's what you would obviously do if you could. Right. That's... I, I mean, think you just and he's only to, 15 now, so I that think you stays just have with to you. Get an attorney and go to each uh, each payment and say work out some kind of deal, right? Whether some nothing or a little bit. The court awarded restitution uh, to the state on behalf of the following victims in the following amounts: uh, five thousand dollars to Iris Shank, who uh, did her house burn down. Yeah, she was renting a house in the forest, and uh, it burned. She lost a bunch of stuff, a lot, everything okay. in the house. 
uh, $8,100 to Allstate Insurance. So, so far, okay. you know, it's a lot of money, but it's payable. It's doable. 31550 to Oregon State Park. It's still now, doable. It, it's still, still kind of doable. doable, but that's going to take a while. $100,000 to Huker Properties. That's still doable. That's still doable. I'm sorry. That's well, still doable. come on now. <laughs> now you're into... You're in over a hundred and forty. Yeah, that's 000. still doable. I think. Then one hundred and sixty-eight thousand to the Trail Club of. Oregon. I think you're still doable here. Uh, do you? I do. Do you think? I do. You're, you're, you're not near three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand dollars. Hey, okay, a little over two. No, it's it's almost three hundred thousand. <laughs> All right. Well, then Union Pacific Railroad one million forty-eight thousand eight hundred seventy-seven. I mean, you might be close to a breaking point here. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be. One point six million to the Oregon State Fire. Marshal. I think that's a little excessive, but okay. Twelve million five hundred thousand to ODOT, the Oregon Department of Transportation. Uh, I mean, the infrastructure, right? It's just oof. twelve million five hundred thousand, and then, of course, yeah, to the U.S. Forest Service, you owe twenty-one million one hundred thirteen thousand seven hundred fifty-five dollars. That I, I, don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know. How you I don't know. Uh, you charge them per tree burn. Yeah, I mean, I don't what know. Do you I do? Forty eight thousand acres. I mean, I, I don't know how you, you. I guess you charge them an acre. I don't know. I don't know how they figure came to that that justification for the amount. But the judge was all saying that it was proportionate because uh, they were saying mm-hmm. that uh, it violated the Oregon and the Oregon and U.S. constitutions. But the judge like not. Well, it seems excessive to me to a fifteen year old. Come on. That's not excessive. $36 million. When, when would it wouldn't be accessible? What do you mean? Well, like you said, you made a point it was excessive to a 15-year-old. But, I mean, are you thinking that someone older, it No, it's be? excessive for everybody, but okay. especially yeah, a 15-year-old. Yeah, okay. I mean, who's going to pay 36? No one. I mean, if it's Bill Gates, it's not excessive. Right. I mean, if you hit the lotto, yeah. you pay it off. I mean, that's what the kid's doing, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the judge wrote, in short, I'm satisfied. That yep. the restitution ordered in this case bears a sufficient relationship to yeah. the gravity of the offenses for which the youth was adjudicated. Yeah. The I mean, he was all for it. Wow. He was all for it. I, and I love the payment schedule. Look, if you can't pay it in full, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying you got to pay it in full right now. You can work out a pay schedule. You work the, out a pay schedule of a million a year for 36 years. We're uh, good. Think about that. We're good. So break that down per month. You will have no more payments and you'll still be under 50 years old. You'd be good. <laughs> this guy could pay. That's amazing. About $60,000 a month for the next 36 years. <sighs> and maybe he could pay it off. No, it's more than 60000 No, it's more than that. I mean, I- wow, it's a lot more than 60000 <laughs> It's like uh, 80000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> 80000 a month for the next 36 years, and he's fine, and you're all paid up. That's if you can get a 36-year payment plan. God, maybe we started GoFundMe for the kid. What do you think? Sure. Sure. I mean, he's the one. Look, he admitted to it. He's guilty. Admitted yeah. to it. And now, he, they hur- but he didn't, he didn't start the fire on purpose, Well, right? they hurled fireworks into a canyon that oh. was, you know, in uh, along the hiking trail. And then they were all loving the spark of cloud and smoke and everything that came up out of the canyon from the fireworks. And there's even a little bit of a video somewhere of it. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know if this link takes me to the video or not. Uh, probably not. But no, that just takes me to the fire videos. But, uh, you know, that's what started the actual so fireworks started. Fire. The- yes. Hmm. So he and his buds, and I don't know why where he gets. Uh, I, I'm fascinated. I never did see where it came down to why he's the only one. 
Yeah, it looks like he got all the blame. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure exactly why that is. And I'll try to find out why, but they didn't let me in the courtroom. I'd love to know. Maybe there's a lawyer they can uh, uh, tell How does us. he get out of that? Yeah, how do you get out of that? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be fascinating to know. You, you don't want to be saddled with a $36 million debt No, you do not. No, look, to be fair, like I said, you know, you, I think you just have to go to each one mm-hmm. of these, right? Each one of these that you're supposed to pay restitution to and work out some kind of plan. And I don't know that they mm-hmm. will work it out with you. I don't know that they say, you know, look, we got our insurance money. We've already been paid, so you're good to go. First of all, you say to the U.S. Forest Service, eh, no, I'm not paying you $21 million. Hey, I'll buy a bag of seeds. Right. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pay taxes to the U.S. government on the money I earn. And you're you welcome to whatever to share the government gives to you. Okay? To Oregon Department of Transportation, you say the twelve million five hundred. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not paying that. My yeah, uh, take some money from the stadium fund. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, I think you could work those. You probably work yes. those out. Uh, the Oregon State Fire Marshal, maybe as well. And uh, you know, and, and look, and the railroad company too, right? And, I mean, and Union Pacific, because uh, you know that was they, all insured. They know for a fact they're not getting that money. That right? was all insured. They've already you know, they're, you know for a fact. There's no way this 15 year old kid is ever going to pay you no all of that money. It's all it's a feel good, it's a feel money. good judgment, right? Yes. Maybe you work on trying to pay off Allstate and Irish Shank. Can you give Irish back her five grand? Uh huh. Yeah, let, make her yeah. happy. Here's and, a- and the restitution to eighty of eighty one hundred bucks to Allstate, and you call it a day. Hey, you know what? I'm even willing to pull the plug on Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I don't want to be in good hands. <laughs> okay. I want to say sorry. Uh, you know what? I'll stay. Uh, I've known a couple of stories, and uh, that's a write off for you. I have a couple of stories. You're not getting the eight grand yeah. from me. You just write that one down, okay? <laughs> Put it on your taxes. You can just plan on me not paying that, okay? <laughs> I, well, and you know something like that is going to take place because uh, there, there's no way this yeah. would, would ever happen. So right now we're looking at yeah. Irish Shank getting her five grand back, and that's it. <laughs> Let's call it. We're calling it even after that. <laughs> I think so. I don't know who Huker Properties I don't is care. or why he owes $100,000. I, I don't care. They probably owned the house Iris was living in. And the Trail Club of Oregon. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. 168000 the, the scouts will help you to build another trail. Yeah. You're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the scouts, you got an interesting oh, story there, don't too. Don't even start with me. I know you love the scouts. And you really don't. Of yourself, but I th- your your wife does, and my and my, your son, and my does. son does, yeah. And he's close to his eagle. Right? Yeah, he's going to be another month or so. <laughs> does he have all the merit badges? He's got all the merit badges. He's gonna he's gonna have to. He's been working at a scout camp all summer uh, here in Texas, yeah. so that's going to slow the process down. So it's going to be after summer. But okay, uh, he's ready to go. He's does all, he know what, uh, what the project is going to be? Yeah, he's refurbishing a uh, an old. Uh, uh, Cemetery in uh, South Lake, Florida, or oh. South Lake, Texas. Okay, and, uh, so they're re- he's it's a redoing common project. The, he's redoing all the uh, gravestones and uh, nice. making a virtual map of who's buried where. And oh, cool! Yeah, it's really cool. All right, well, uh, you know, w- when the when it's time for the project, uh, give somebody else a call. <laughs> I'm sure they'll help you out. No, but I've already sent a card. <laughs> I already sent a card to have you come over. And- 
Yeah, I, I don't. I've uh, got a toothbrush to for clean some reason, the headstone with yeah, your the name mail, on it. Mail doesn't come to my house anymore, so What's that? I'm no, but pretty sure I won't get that. Uh, I just sent it. I just sent it to uh, P. Gray, Texas. Yeah, that, that's well, shut down. It's supposed to. I, I don't have email right anymore either. I don't have email or snail mail where I live. I don't know. It's they've shut down all those services. So, <laughs> but but give me a call. You know, or text or whatever. Really, thanks. Uh, That's awful nice of you. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to tell you about this scouting story, though. That's coming up. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy coming up. Glenn Beck Mercury. Gray and uh, Jeffy on the Glenn Beck program for him this week. He's on vacation <laughs> talking about this uh, world scouting event. Got to tell you about this in a second. Um, I was not a fan of scouts huh. when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. I, w- I went to some of the meetings and they were tying knots. And frankly, <laughs> I wasn't the least bit interested interested in learning how to tie we, knots we do have that in common and i will never forget the first camp out i went on because uh, i avoided them like the plague i got a i got a football game i got a tennis match i can't do that i finally my parents i think forced me to go on one of these uh camp outs and keep in mind montana <laughs> in october november outside and, just outside the main streets and my family's not a camping family and yeah just outside the but way outside the mean streets <laughs> we're up with the caribou right and it's cold and i brought some skimpy little sleeping bag that was good to about 84 degrees and it wasn't exactly sufficient and fortunately i had a really good friend who knew that i was uh completely inept at camping and he brought some extra stuff well, good that saved my life otherwise i wouldn't be here with you now i would have frozen to death that night my first camp out as a as a boy scout because you had to be a a, a weeblo and then a boy scout mm-hmm. which i didn't want to be part of because right. of the I just of camping i was forced to camp as a little kid mm-hmm. and i didn't care for it yeah I, so i went on a polar bear that's winter in Michigan. Right. They take you up to a river and they you get out. And, and you jump into the you, river? No, you do not. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you almost. So they don't get that stupid. There was one kid, uh, one fat kid that almost fell in the river that weekend on his weekend. Oh, <laughs> was yeah. there a fat yeah, kid? Yeah, the fat kid almost fell in the river. Huh. But then they bring it out. <laughs> the only reason, the hazing is the good scouts <laughs> of clear the, the land yeah. and they put the straw down and they put the blanket down. And yeah, they, they know the what they're doing. Down. Yeah, the hazing becomes when they're going to let the fat kid just sleep on the ice and i am darn so near impressed. freeze to death or put a hot rock in his sleeping bag oh that'll keep you warm oh that'll keep you warm no no it won't keep you warm i you am... know it'll keep you warm oh i know the fire oh don't get too close otherwise you'll melt the bottom of your boots fat kid <laughs> isn't that funny your empathy for this fat kid is impressive jeffy so you you were really concerned oh, for the fat kid. i was concerned for that kid. <laughs> surprises me that you cared that much about well, the fat kid. Uh, well, <laughs> who would have guessed? I know. I Who would have well, guessed? So, I mean, some I care. Wow, I moved. I care. 
I moved. That uh, you did care about the fat kid. I did. I did care about the fat kid that was being hazed. Uh, Well, this is this is interesting. The Boy Scouts now have decided. Of course, uh, they made a lot of decisions lately, and now they've uh, made yet another one. There is a mandate that uh, all their participants of their global gathering coming up will be distributed condoms. You don't have to use them. So at the World Scout Jamboree, there, there's mandatory condom distribution. For the first time, a World Jamboree will be hosted by the three national scout organizations, Scouts Canada, Scouts of Mexico, Boy Scouts of America. These three distinct cultures will join together to host World Scouting Community in a celebration of culture yeah. exchange, I mean, mutual understanding, the for the peace and friendship, and apparently... Sex, because they're distributing condoms. And then they wonder why our church pulled out. Uh, I might have something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. So you're against safe sex? <laughs> Is what you're telling me? Is what I heard? <laughs> Glenn Beck. Mercury. Mercury.